Praise God. In fact, I insulated a house Saturday before I had a heart attack Sunday night. Hallelujah. And uh, just uh, had no clue that I was having a problem. But the Lord is good, and I'll just share with you the truth of the matter. I had been telling the Lord I was ready to go. And when that happened, I thought, well, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. This is it. And uh, I told my family after it was over, I said, y'all sure messed up the odds. And they said, what are you talking about? I said, well, one of me was praying, Lord, this is it. This is my bus home. I'm glad to go home. And y'all had people all over the world with Facebook praying I wouldn't go. Praise God. And they messed up my odds, Brother Delat. Hallelujah. But uh, a result of that, uh, there's about 35 pounds of me that's not here this morning. And uh, if you, I've lost 35 pounds. If you find it, send it somewhere else. Praise God. I don't want it back. And, but there is a problem with that before you sit down. Um, before I had my heart attack, I, uh, I had a little struggle with some of my clothes not fitting because I had gained some weight. And uh, now I did a baby dedication here just a few weeks ago and uh, put on one of my old suits and went through the baby dedication. One of the men in the church came up to me afterward and said, Brother Royer said, uh, I really did enjoy the way you did that baby dedication, but that suit was just entirely too big for you. And so that's why I'm in a sport coat this morning. I'm trying to find something in my closet that don't hang and sag. Amen. But it is good to be in Baytown again, and by the help of the Lord, we want to be a blessing. Praise God. Why don't you just lift your hands and love the Lord before you sit down tonight or today? Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Master, we do love you. We look to you. We lean upon you this day. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise God. You may be seated. Baytown is one of those places that I do feel at home, and as a result, sometimes I may take liberty that I wouldn't take in other places. But uh, I was trying to think this morning, I think I've been a part of Baytown Church off and on for about 30 years. Amen. So, uh I guess that's part of why I feel my liberty. But I want to share with something with you today that may seem a little out of place. And the reason is, is I am fully aware this is Mother's Day. Amen. And uh, what I'm going to talk to you about for the next few minutes, amen. Is that clock on the bottom of that right? Oh, that and up there he is. Okay. Amen, because he told me to quit at 1045. <clears throat> Amen, I'll try. Praise God, but uh, I know him well enough. No, he wouldn't if he wasn't through. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, but I will try. <clears throat> what I'm going to talk to you about, it, it probably seems like it's about a month late because uh, some might term it an Easter lesson. And I suppose in some ways it could be termed that. But when we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Amen. That is not just a seasonal message. That is not just a message that can be talked about, preached about, taught about one day a year. Amen. It's like the Christmas story. Amen. Uh, we celebrate, and often we as preachers may try to teach or preach something that is relative to the particular holiday that we are uh, in or approaching. But I think you'll understand before I'm through today why this message is, uh, is not just seasonal. Amen. And if you want to, well, I think he'll put it on the screen. John 8 and 20, we'll begin reading John 8 and 20. Amen. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself, because he saith, Whether I go, ye cannot come? And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. And this statement I want you to notice. For if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Praise God. Let's just pause a moment and think about that statement of what he said. Amen. If you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. I think common sense teach us as human beings, if we read that or we heard it read, and we believe the Bible is the Word of God, it would behoove us or pay us or be beneficial to us to say, wait a minute, amen. If, 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 if that statement is so powerful, if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins, then it's, it's worthy of my study. It's worthy of me finding out who the he is. Amen. Think about that just a moment. If you believe not that I am he, amen. Don't you feel in your heart and mind and spirit today that it's worthy that we absolutely know who the he is he's talking about? Praise God. A lot of people that claim to be Christians have never given that any thought. And uh, so I think it's worthy of our investigation here a little bit today. Now, with that in mind, let's go to John 19, 28. Amen. And I'll read down through verse 30. <clears throat> After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Amen. It is finished. I'm going to dwell there for just a little while. No doubt you've heard messages taught and preached on those words. But let's just remember again, and though I realize Easter's a month past, I want us just to focus on that here on this Mother's Day. I may talk a little bit more about Mama in the next service, but 
right now. Let's think about that term. It is finished. Amen. From the beginning of God's dealing with mankind, amen, and all of history, amen, all the way from our first understanding of God's dealing with mankind, everything has been looking forward, amen, and is focused upon those three words. It is finished. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, every prophet of the Old Testament, uh, when they would be inspired of the Holy Ghost to write something concerning that day when it was that Christ hung on Calvary between heaven and earth, amen, as our sacrifice, they no doubt looked forward, and probably some of them, they were human just like you and I are, and probably some of them, when they wrote it, they said, oh, Man, I hope this happens in my day. Praise God. Some of the hope, some of the strength, some of the, the, the encouragement that they got from it. Amen. But in my years of studying the Word of the Lord, I find that every type, every shadow in the Old Testament, amen, and I'll remind you today that we find more than one time in the New Testament that the Old Testament is given to us that we might learn. It is given to us for our learning. Other places, the writer said it this way. He said, it is our examples. Amen. So let's think about that just a moment. We can study uh, the examples of the Old Testament and learn something from it that will help us in the New Testament age, in our walk with God, in our living for God. Everything God preserved in that Old Testament is there for my benefit. Amen. If I want to know what God hates, I can find an example of it in the Old Testament. If I want to know what he loves, I can find an example of it in the New Testament or in the Old Testament and, of course, uh, in the New Testament also. Amen. But every type and every shadow that is in that Old Testament, amen, was looking forward to those three words. It is finished. Amen. Praise God. Now, John 8 and 56, a very interesting passage of Scripture let me read it to you. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Amen. Jesus speaking to the Jews as he walked on this earth manifesting the flesh. Let's, let's just analyze that just a moment. Amen. He looked at them and he said, uh, Your father Abraham desired to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Praise God. So the question arises that I would like for us to ponder for just a moment. When in the world did Abraham see it? Amen. Jesus himself said he saw it and was glad. Praise God. I want to show you something how the types and the shadows fit all into that understanding here today. Praise God. It's in Genesis chapter 22 uh, we find uh, the story where Abraham saw it and was glad. It's a very familiar story to all of us if we know anything about the Word of God. And, uh, but let me just kind of retell it just quickly and summarize it here today for all of our benefit. Amen. You know the story well. Abraham, amen, uh, was a friend of God. And they, they seemingly had uh, a, a relationship that, that I'll share with you that sometime I covet just a little bit because it seems that they were able to talk 
Amen. As it were, man to man. Praise God. And not only did Abraham talk to God, but God spoke to him. And I know in the government, even in politics, there's been a little fun made of that, but I still believe that's possible. Praise God. Not only can I talk to God, but I'm here to tell you God can talk to me. God can talk to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm talking to the choir. I realize that, but let's just realize we got folks don't believe that in our world today. But Abraham, he meant talk to God, and God talked to him. And the Lord promised him a son. And he told him, he said, that son, amen, will be the means of all the earth being blessed. Amen. His seed will bless the earth. Praise God. You know the story well. Abraham, he, he kind of got ahead of God like we do sometimes. He thought God needed some help. And he and his good wife uh, arranged for a, a son. Amen. But it was not the promise of God. But eventually, <clears throat> amen, God kept his word, and uh, Isaac was born. And I, I, I just want to let that sink in just a moment. Amen. Isaac was the promise of God to Abraham. Hallelujah. Isaac was the promise of God to Abraham. And can you imagine the joy that he must have had for some time? Even I don't know how long it lasted. I don't know how old Isaac was when the story takes place. But put yourself in Abraham's position when uh, no doubt, and since I'm where I'm at today, uh, I don't know if they did it. I'm just, just paraphrasing because of my life and I know Brother DeLatte and Brother Grant and some of them that are here. Amen. I, uh, I just can't help but believe that Abraham didn't take Isaac fishing somewhere. Praise God. Might have took him on a hunting trip. Amen. But what I'm, my point is, is I, I've just got a feeling that there was a bond that began to take place between Abraham and his son Isaac. Amen. And then that... Uh, eventful moment when Abraham is talking to God and God is talking to Abraham. Now, now, think this through. Here's this promise. Isaac, amen, my son. And the promise is that his seed will bless the entire earth. Hallelujah. All of humanity. And all of a sudden, God says, I want you to take Isaac to a certain mountain that I'll point out to you, and I want you to sacrifice him to me. Hallelujah. Let me just interject another little lesson. You may end this lesson today. I don't know <clears throat> if our faith is ever truly tried and put to the test until God asks us to sacrifice that which he has blessed us with. Abraham was being asked of God, you take that promise. Now, now think of all that was involved in that promise. And ask yourself this question, what was God asking Abraham? Take, take he whom is going to bless all the earth, and kill him. Sacrifice him to me. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And you know the story well, but let's just reiterate it in our minds here a moment. Amen. Uh, oh, the faith that Abraham must have had in his God. Hallelujah. Because he didn't stagger, the Bible said. He, he, he didn't waver. Okay, God, if that's what you want, that's what I'm going to do. Let me say to Baytown again, amen. Sometime God blesses us, amen. God may give us a promise, but I want you to know today it's, it still belongs to God, hallelujah. And if he ever asks for it, hallelujah, it'll behoove you and I to never lose our confidence and our faith in God and say, okay, God, you blessed me with it. It's a promise you gave me, amen. But if you want it, here it is, hallelujah. I'll give it back to you by your help and grace, amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 and 17 gives us the, the fullness of that. Let me read it down through verse 19. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Notice that again. Verse 19, according that God was able to, Accounting, I'm sorry, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Here's, here's Abraham's faith. Amen. God, Isaac is my promise from you. You have promised that the, uh, the very earth will be blessed in his seed. Amen. But here's, here's Abraham's faith. We just read it in that 19th verse. He said, accounting, in other words, I'm going to go ahead and do what God told me. But his faith was, if I kill him, and I'm going to, if that's what God wants, God's able to raise him up, and he will raise him up. Praise God. That was his faith that, that was in his heart, his mind, and his spirit when he stood at the base of those mountains and told those servants. You've heard this preached on many times, no doubt, but just think about it again. And see the faith that Abraham had. Amen. He said, you servants stay here. I and the lad are going yonder. And God had already showed him where he wanted him to go. He said, we're going yonder. And notice what he said. He did not say we're going to sacrifice. He said, we're going yonder and worship. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Royer, what are you saying? I'm just teaching a little Bible lesson today because I want you to get a hold of this. Amen. You're talking about wonderful when the people of God can take that promise, amen, in their hand. And when God said sacrifice it, in their mind it's no longer sacrifice. I'm going to worship with it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When your sacrifice can be worship, amen, you're proving your faith in God. Hallelujah. He said, we're going yonder and worship. And then because he accounted God able to raise him up, he said, and we're coming back. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're coming back. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> now, remember what we read earlier, Abraham wanted to see my day and saw it and was glad. That's the words of Jesus Christ. Amen. Genesis 22 and 13 and verse 14. 
Abraham now is on that mountain. He has lifted the knife, and he is about to take the life of that promise. Amen. And we pick up on the story. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Notice this, verse 14. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Praise God. I fear sometime, and I'm uh, more in my old age, I guess. I'm, I'm analytic when I read the Scripture. I, I, things jump out at me, Brother Grant, that I never saw before. Amen. And we all have heard it taught, the different names of God. And in this case, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. That's the way we, we, we interpret it. Amen. But if you'll notice the Scripture there, Amen. And let me read it again, verse 14. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Amen. Notice that. In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Hallelujah. I, I got curious on that. I began to study it, Brother Delat. And in the Jewish history, amen, we, we simply say God will provide. Amen. And, uh, of course, we, we use the phrase sometimes, God will provide himself a sacrifice, which is Scripture. Amen. But at the same time, when you look at Jewish history, amen, based upon those last three words that we sometimes fail to take note of, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Hallelujah. What we see here and what we can understand because of uh, Jewish history and what they see, they actually interpret Jehovah-Jireh as God will be seen in sacrifice. Praise God. God will be seen in sacrifice. And that's, that's, that's actually a part of our English version in the Mount of the Lord. It shall be seen. Praise God will provide himself a sacrifice. It shall be seen. So I submit to you, amen, Abraham, because of what he experienced on that mountain that day, amen, he began to get a glimpse of what was really in the types and the shadows of the Old Testament of what was going to happen someday. And the Bible said that Jesus said, amen, he saw it and was glad. Don't you think for a minute when Abraham realized that ram was caught there and the Lord had looked at him and said, now I know. Amen. You will not withhold your only son. There was more to it than just that because Abraham named the place, amen, in this mount God shall be seen in sacrifice. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It is finished. Amen. I hadn't forgot that statement. Hallelujah. I want you to think about that again in relation to the fact that <clears throat> what the Lord said, amen, about it. Praise God. Isaiah 53 and 3, I'm not going to read it all, but you've heard it many, many times. And Let me just uh, read a little of it. Amen. I don't think they have that, but let me read it in your hearing. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. How often we refer to those scriptures, especially when we're praying for somebody and we need a healing touch from the Lord. But what I want you to notice is what was on his shoulders when he said, it is finished. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 10 said, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. Amen. Hallelujah. Think about it again as we look back at Calvary and those words, it is finished. Praise God. Hallelujah. In John 19, 28, amen, I, I read it in our opening text, but let me read it again. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, amen, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Again, it's one of those things that it, analytically I begin to look at, and I share it with you today, some things that I had missed seemingly for years, but uh, some years ago, the Lord began to show it to me. Amen. Jesus hanging suspended between heaven and earth. Amen. Uttered those words. Amen. It is finished. But notice what we just read. It said, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were accomplished. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> then the scripture moves on and says, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Praise God. Hallelujah. Saith, I thirst. Hallelujah. Sometimes we connect all of that, but what I begin to see in the word of the Lord, he even noticed that. He said, I thirst. And what I, what I want to show you today is how, how much he meant, God uh, keeps his word and how much prophetically, anything we find prophetically in the word of the Lord Amen. If God ever made a promise, if he ever gave a pro prophecy in the Old Testament, you can write it down, friend. It's going to come to pass somewhere, somehow. Hallelujah. No doubt about it. Amen. But let me show you something. Amen. Let's divide it up. Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, in other words, everything I came to do has been done. Amen. Hallelujah. Everything has been accomplished. Mention that a little more here before I'm through, but what I want you to see is the division here. Amen. Then the Bible said that the scripture might be fulfilled. He saith, I thirst. And what I hope you're getting a glimpse of here is that there is a different meaning there. Praise God. Sometimes we tie that in with that all things were accomplished. What he's saying is the sacrifice is complete. Praise God. And you'll see that more before I'm through here today. But then, amen, there was something in the Scripture that at that point had not been fulfilled. Hallelujah. There was something still lacking. And because, amen, God manifest in the flesh, knew what was in the Scripture, amen, he said, I thirst. Hallelujah. Let me prove it to you. Psalm 22 and 14. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. Verse 15, my strength is dried up like a pot shirt, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Amen. There's the prophetical uh, prophecy of what was going to happen, amen, on that hill that day. Psalm 69 and 20. 
Amen. Reproach hath broken my heart, and I am full of the heaviness. And I looked for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Praise God. What are you saying, Brother Rory? I'm trying to show you how much God, amen, when he says something, it's going to come to pass. How to Jesus hanging, suspended between heaven and earth. Amen. The blood had flowed. The sacrifice had been offered. Amen. But yet he said, amen, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. He saith, I thirst. Amen. What is the significance of that? Well, I just want to point out to you, amen, Isaiah in 53, and we didn't read it all there, but he, he, he made the statement. He said he opened not his mouth. Like a, a lamb or a sheep to the slaughter, he opened not his mouth. you remember reading that? Amen. I want to just point out to you, amen. We have no record in Scripture. Brother Grant, when they was beating him, amen, and he was tied to the whipping post, if that be the case, amen, he didn't open his mouth. Hallelujah. When they placed the crown of thorns on his head, that had to hurt. Amen. But he didn't open his mouth. Hallelujah. Praise God. But once... Everything was accomplished. There was still a scripture. He said, it's going to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. And he said, in order that the scripture could be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then, you know the rest of the story. They did offer him vinegar in fulfilling, amen, what the psalmist had written. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he there's another point here that I'd like to bring out. Hey, but I've got just about seven minutes to try to wrap this up, and I'm summarizing a lot of it. It takes about an hour and a half for me to really teach the fullness of this, but I'll try to obey the pastor today. Praise God. But uh, not only did he not open his mouth, but in my, my study through the years, and I, I found something that was quite, uh, I think, interesting. If you, if you go and you study on crucifixion and when men were crucified, when they died, when they, when they were at the point of death and they were at that moment that they died, <clears throat> history records that they normally they were in such pain and in such agony that hanging there in crucifixion, they would lift their heads and scream out that last uh, utterance, of pain, amen, and then die. But if you'll notice about our Lord, amen, knowing that all things were accomplished, now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, he saith, I thirst. They gave him vinegar, and the Bible said, notice this, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Brother Roy, why are you telling us that? Well, I remember Jesus talking to Pilate prior to the crucifixion. Amen. And he said something like this, you're not taking my life. No man's taking my life, but I give it. Hallelujah. And so when he hung between heaven and earth and bowed his head 
Amen. Nobody, amen, nobody could take that life. But he said, I'm going to give it. Oh, the beauty of that moment when he just bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I still got a little bit more, but I feel the Holy Ghost. Why don't you lift your hands and thank God, amen, that he gave it. Praise God. He gave it. Nobody took it. They thought they did. They thought they were killing him. Amen. But it was impossible. Hallelujah. Amen. They were just witnesses of him giving it. Praise God. Praise God. Now, if I can share with you part of why all of this became a reality in my life. Many years ago, in fact, it was while I was still pastoring in Georgia. Typical, as I said in the beginning, Easter was approaching. And about two weeks, three weeks before Easter, I began to pray concerning the holiday that we celebrate the resurrection. Looking, reading the story over and over and over again, trying to find a little something that would fit the Easter season. I'm reading the scriptures that we read to you today. And as I said, in my analytical mind, I suddenly have something jump out at me that had never jumped out at me before. Because I read those words, it is finished. And all of a sudden, Huey Royer found himself saying, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. The death, the burial, and the resurrection is the gospel. Can I get you to agree with me there is no gospel without the resurrection? Hallelujah. And so I found myself in a dilemma and actually talking to the Lord and and I was saying, okay, God, uh, you're going to have to help me here. How in the world was it finished? Still hanging on the cross. You hung there and said, it is finished. But how could it be finished without the burial and the resurrection? Because that's the gospel that I preach. That's the gospel we believe, and that's the gospel you believe. Amen. And I found myself, and I, I, I know I kind of got you in a puzzle here, but I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I got about three minutes. Amen. And so I began to pray uh, two or three weeks out, God, help me here. I, I, they, there's something here I've missed all these years. How in the world could it have been finished without the burial and the resurrection. Praise God. And at that time, I was on the district board in Georgia. And uh, as a result of that, we lost our caretaker at the campground. And I lived within an hour and a half of the campground. So I volunteered to keep mowing the grass, keep the campground up, and take care of things and uh, until we could get a caretaker. Well, Brother Grant, two years later, I'm still taking care of the campground. <laughs> that typical board action, you know. 
Amen. As long as I was keeping it up, there wasn't no use in having a caretaker. But anyway, I was doing it, and I was having some work done at the campground. I had some painters contracted out, and they were painting some of the buildings inside and outside. And I was there just kind of overseeing that project, and the uh, the man that was over them all came to me and said, well, said, we're going to have to come back tomorrow. And I said, what's the problem? He said, well, he said, I didn't quite get enough paint. And uh, he said, I, uh, uh, I need some more paint, and uh, we'll just, I'll pick up some on the way in, and we'll come back tomorrow. And I said, no. I said, I'll tell you what, y'all keep painting. Hey, man, you give me one of your paint cans, I'll go get the paint for you, and y'all stay here till you get through, because I didn't want to stay the next day. And uh, so that's what we arranged, and he agreed to it. Well, I get in my truck, and I'm going to Home Depot, and it's about a 30-minute drive from the campground. And I'm taking back roads through the country, a little shortcut I knew about. And uh, I'm praying because Easter's approaching, and I'm saying, God, I still don't get it. It is finished on the cross. Praise God. What happened to the burial and the resurrection of the gospel? And Brother Grant, you know me well enough. I wouldn't stay here and stand here and... And, and just tell a story. But I'm driving down the road, and I'm praying, God, I, I need you to help me here. And just as sure as I'm standing in this pulpit, God dropped it in my heart, something so simple, and I was so dumb. Amen. I was so ignorant to what I knew about the Word of God till when the Lord showed it to me in simple, simple words. I couldn't stand it. I had to pull over on the side of the road. And in my ignorance, amen, of all of a sudden, not a revelation, just something that was there all along. I just never had saw it. Amen. I throwed up my hands. I put that truck in park, and I worshiped God a little while there on the side of the road with tears running down my face because here's what the Lord told me. He said, son, the reason I could say it is finished on the cross. Amen. Is because everything was accomplished concerning the sacrifice. The Lamb of God was slain. Hallelujah. There was nothing left to be done concerning the Lamb. And what you have failed to understand is that when I hung on the cross, I hung on the cross because of what I was. But when I come out of that tomb, I come out of the tomb because of who I was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He had already said, he had, to those that, didn't understand what he was talking about when he talked about the temple. He said, you destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother Royer, amen. That's so simple. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to show you how it ties in with the gospel. Amen. Let me, let me just quickly tell you that the Apostle Paul talking about the resurrection he said, God raised it up. Now, I'm going back to my opening scripture. I am he except 
you believe not that I am he, or if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. It's very important that we understand. Amen. God is not a trinity. Hallelujah. When he robed himself in flesh, he came as the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. But when he hung between heaven and earth and gave up the ghost, it was finished. The Lamb, amen, amen, had been slain. The sacrifice, amen, that that Abraham saw on the mountain, hallelujah, he rejoiced about it. And now you and I can rejoice about it because we understand it a little more. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, let's think about it again, the death, the burial, the resurrection. Hallelujah. So let me go back. Amen. Everything that happened prior to Calvary, amen, as Jesus walked on the face of this earth, and everything that happened on Golgotha's hill, everything that happened on the way to Golgotha's hill was a man thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. But once he said, it is finished, man had done everything they could do, and it was Joseph, the rich man of Arimathea, amen, and some of the disciples, no doubt, uh, that took that body and buried it in a tomb, which we all know we've heard it in a borrowed tomb because he didn't need it very long. Amen. But let's stop and think about it in this great gospel that we preach and believe today in closing. And I'm over time. Why don't you stand? That way I'll, I'll know I need to hush. Praise God. Hallelujah. The death, the burial, and the resurrection. Amen. The death we know is our repentance. We've heard that preached many, many times. Our repentance. Praise God but I can't bury myself. That's where the disciples of the church or the ministry comes in. Amen. Those two things are a man thing. I have to repent. The ministry of the church baptizes me. All that's man things. But, friend, ain't a man living can give you the Holy Ghost. That's why the death, the burial, the resurrection, amen, is so complete because man has to do his part. Hallelujah. But then when man does his part, then we get to the resurrection. God fills us with the Holy Ghost. How many of you have ever experienced it? Hallelujah. God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Evidence by speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank God for the gospel. Amen. I've just summarized it, folks, but maybe you got a little bit of it. God bless you. It's good to be with you today. Praise God. Brother Grant, what I do here? Just dismiss them? Praise God. Hallelujah.